This episode was brought to you by Bookout Blooms. Bookout Blooms sells cut flowers and designs. They're located in South End Charlotte. They have beautiful flower arrangements for any occasion you can think of. They even have classes where you and a group of girlfriends can come and learn to make your own bouquets. So head on over to www.bookoutblooms.com to learn more information. And if you stop by the shop, tell them that those other girls sent you. Can't relate to cancel culture? hookup culture, or victim culture? (laughs) Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. listening to those other girls with Mallory and friends I'm Mallory I'm Victoria and we have Sebastian the Republican nerd back on today we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values welcome back babe hey guys it's good to be back today and we are talking about immigration so this has been a hot topic this week and I will briefly describe what the GOP or the Republican platform is on immigration So this is what they have to say. Immigrants have undeniably made great contributions to our country, but any national immigration policy must put the interests of our existing citizens first. To start, our border must be absolutely secured and illegal immigration must be stopped. Then and only then can we begin reforming our system in a way that lets new immigrants experience the American dream without causing economic hardships to American citizens. Yeah, so I guess I'm going to start it off with a hot take, which is, you Uh know, the Trump immigration policy versus the Nancy Pelosi immigration policy. This is how it kind of boils down, right? So Trump believes families in the United States should be safe. Pelosi believes in open borders and only keeping congressional hierarchy safe by building a fence around the people's house and the people's Senate. And I think that, look at that. I mean, just think about that. Pelosi wants herself safe. She surrounds herself by, you know, security guards with guns. Um, There's now a fence, which they were adamant against a wall slash fence when Trump was president. But now they have one across the Capitol. And they Mm -hmm. claim it was originally for um, the inauguration. But they're saying that it's going to be left up till the fall, which I don't understand. Like, there has there really been any threats against the Capitol since January? So there hasn't, okay, so, you know, people thought stuff was going to happen March 4th or something like that. But I think the problem, like me thinking about these people, um, people that are believing these things, I feel as if it we should take this, if we know about it now, I don't think anybody really knew about what happened in January, but we know about things now, so it's not going to happen. I feel like there's no reason for it to be up because it's, not going to happen anymore if there was going to be something you know that's right so why is it that if the premise is nancy pelosi said the border wall that trump wanted to build would not keep the american people safe that it's pointless and they would find other ways around 
But her premise is that having a fence around the Capitol would keep those in the Capitol safe. You can't have it both ways, Nancy Pelosi. So, look, and, and there's You're several. That yeah, yeah. So I, I say they take the fence down if that's what they believe. Let let let's have them live like ordinary people, which is the biggest disconnect between Democrats and the American people. And that's why I believe they're going to lose the House and lose the uh, lose the Senate majorities in 2022. Yeah, they're a bunch of uh, what is it, limousine liberals that they go. We we know the struggles. We know what the everyday American deals with. But uh, let me go get in my limousine and have my driver drive me back to my home that has security and walls up and a maid that cleans it and a chef that. Cleans for me and all this jazz and i don't know about the listeners here but the most annoying thing that i had when i was growing up is when my parents said do as i say not as i do right Mm -hmm. you don't want that with your leaders and you Mm -hmm. and it was probably really annoying if your parents or your teacher or anyone growing up said that to you because you're like that just makes no sense um you should practice what you preach and i think nancy should practice what she preaches I agree. Really quick. I do. I love what you were saying about um, the difference with the walls. I honestly, I just thought the wall, I think the wall is excessive. When I was in DC in at the end of January, it was, it was sad. Like the, how far it went out. I just remember we were walking um, past, we were right up against the wall. We were walking past this area that I remember when I was living there, it was like, it's right outside of uh, Rayburn. I no, it's right outside. Yes, no. Well, anyway, it's in that area, and it's really beautiful. And I remember when it was fall and all the leaves, and it was just so pretty. But can't even get to it now. So I think the perfect, um, like Nancy Pelosi is saying that the walls are up to protect the people inside, and that's literally what we're trying or what president trump was trying to do protect the people inside i think that when people are talking about immigration people just think of the negative in the sense of like we don't like these people so we're keeping them out but it's in the positive it's keep it's protection it's protecting people inside yeah and and you know one thing you want to think about as well which is you know growing up with my story of coming from someone from humble beginnings Think of like when you go to D.C. now and there's a fence around it. It's another barrier to get Mm. there. Right. So this is something Alexandria Cortez could really highlight, you know, coming from her past as well, which is we don't want more barriers to the American dream of maybe one day serving. Anybody could serve in Congress one day. And this is just another barrier that people could see in the back of their mind. Wow. It's even harder, literally and figuratively, to get into the Capitol. And that's just a shame. Um, here in this country, anybody should have the opportunity to serve in Congress. And, and like I said, this is, of course, figuratively, but it's a real issue. It's uh, because typically those in Congress, if you look at their net worth and everyone besides Mark Walker, I have to say, um, Mark, actually, when he was elected in 2012 was 2014, or 2014 excuse me, uh, they rated him the lowest net worth individual to serve in the United States Congress. Um, wow. And, uh, you know, that, that, that should be what people aspire to if they want to serve in Congress in that capacity. But let's let, let's put down the barriers with that. And, and I think that having that, um, I guess, alliteration would would really serve as a symbolic gesture. Um, I think Republicans, the first thing, if they take the House back in 22, they should take that fence down as well. And I think it's interesting, too, that. Nancy Pelosi has asked for the National Guard to be up there protecting the Capitol till the fall. So they're going to keep the wall up, keep the National Guard up. And 
kind of going back to we need the National Guard down at the border right now. Mm-hmm. And I think Texas has pulled their National Guard for the border crisis. And it's just more like, why are we protecting? Why are we using all our resources to protect how many people? Like 500 government officials, but not using those resources to protect every single citizen. It's like, why are we protecting the elite in D.C., but not the everyday American citizen? And the other thing is, are we really even, is there like a real threat? Like, I think the last threat was a while ago. So, that's the thing. And, uh, you know, (laughs) everyone, I think both sides of the aisle agree that the attacks on the Capitol on January 6th were wrong. People should be held to the fullest extent of the law and they should go to jail for a very long time. But I think, you know, getting back to the premise of policy on immigration, and, and it's a big misconception within people within the Republican Party. Republicans cherish immigration. It's a huge part of our economy. Um, We welcome legal immigration. And the thing about it is this, is we believe it's unfair for people to come across undocumented or to have amnesty when people have been waiting their entire lives for an opportunity to come to the United States. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say both parties are responsible for not passing true immigration reform. It's a talking point on both sides Mm -hmm. every two years or every six years that, look, they want to fix the immigration system, but no one does it. It's something that I think actually needs to get done um, sooner rather than later. But Republicans welcome immigrants to the United States. Um, it's a big part of our economy and they contribute to our higher education system, our tremendous workforce, and they're an asset. So do not believe the media misconception that uh, Republicans are against uh, legal immigration. And I think it kind of goes back to some of Trump's policies on immigration. It's like, look, we want immigrants because we want to better ourselves as a country, but we want immigrants that will contribute to society that when they get over here, they don't have to get on government help. Um, that was one of the big things that he talks about. And, and I mean, kind of going back to it, like if you look at the Republican platform that we read, they go immigrants have undeniably made great contributions to our country. We, no, I mean, we're all immigrants to this country unless you're Sebastian is Native American. But we, <laughs> I know he doesn't look it at all, but like, we, we all have, have everything in us if you're American. Yeah, yeah pretty you much. got everything. Well, no, he actually has his card on them like Elizabeth Warren, but that's a whole nother story. Um, but I mean, we all are immigrants. We all contribute. And it's just we we need better policies. Like, I don't understand. I mean, the we're recording this on March 18th. Today, the House passed a bill that would allow 2.5 million illegal immigrants a pathway to citizenship. How many illegal immigrants have been waiting for years to get on that list? I know... Um, I've talked to multiple people that are just trying to get visas to get their fiancés over, and it's been backed up over a year. Um, we have a friend that they got married. Um, he's international. She's American. They got married back in March. He just now got his work visa um, interview like last month. It's been a year. Yeah. So having an more of an influx 2.5 million 
that's not gonna that's gonna hurt our system. It's not gonna help anyone. Plus, you're just giving. It's it's all political. They're just using it as they're another vote because they're losing a lot of Democrats. They're like, crap, we got to get more voters. Let's try to suck up to illegal immigrants because it's not like it's illegal. I don't understand where anyone thinks this is a good idea. I don't understand. Like, there's so many people that have done it right, has paid a ton of money to do it right. And don't get me wrong, like, if you're seeking asylum, um, if you prove you're seeking asylum, like to get away from an awful situation, like a civil war in your country, I understand that. Yeah, that's a total different conversation. Total different yeah. conversation. But if you're just crossing the border to cross the border and you're taking like you're risking a child's life to cross the border, just to cross the border that i don't get why can't you wait in line like everyone else that's trying to come into this country and and like i said with the whole waiting in line yes it needs reform we need faster processes we need to streamline the process we've been well it's literally about i've been debating this since i was in high school in congressional debate in high school and and Mm. literally titled the bill streamlining immigration reform and i've been out of school for 10 years and we're still have so a decade's gone by and we're still having this conversation all it needs to be done is a streamlined process and think about it from a humanitarian aspect um you know democrats try to use the whole moral argument that look these people are living awful lives they need to come to the united states to have better lives well the second you give amnesty to this amount of people it's going to encourage more illegal immigration to occur in the United States. Mm-hmm. And what does that actually mean? That means American workers are, you know, hurt by this because businesses, unfortunately, unlike here in North Carolina, where we have an E-Verify program, there's businesses where people hire illegal immigrants and that's for cheaper labor. So people are working lower than minimum wage. I know the debates on whether or not we should have a $15 minimum wage. Well, these immigrants are getting paid lower than 725 because there's no real process to streamline the issue. So when you have amnesty, that's going to encourage more people to come to the United States and work under minimum lower than minimum wage laws until they get amnesty, which as we're seeing is taking years to happen and it's a huge political issue. Um so that's inhumane in my opinion and that's what the Democrats are setting up for if they allow amnesty in the United States. More people coming here with uh and cutting in line and more lower wage situations that hurt Americans. And that's why I fully support, you know, Trump's America First program, because we need to think about the jobs, especially during coronavirus, for American citizens that are being lost and outsourced to cheaper labor under minimum wage. American workers just cannot compete with that. Well, not only is it hurting Americans, but it's going to hurt those illegal immigrants that are trying to come here. They're getting taken advantage of, having to work multiple jobs, Um is there like where's the American dream? If they're coming here illegally, they it's not like they can open their own business. It's not um they're like in they fear. Can own their own property. Like they're living in fear every day. Their kids are living in fear every day. I mean, yeah, their kids are getting a good education, but where's the money for them to go to college? Like, I'm curious to see and this is my stats brain going. I'm honestly curious to see like people who've come here illegally. How much better off is their life? I mean, I think it's better off in some ways, but financially, how much better off is it? Is Are their kids really, truly getting that extra benefit? Um, Is it better for them long term? Nobody's asked those questions that 
is illegal immigration actually making these like people's lives better and not just even like looking at from like an american standpoint like the illegal immigrants that are coming over are their lives truly better the way they're living that is a very good point and i just thought of this so let's say amnesty all of a sudden is brought to these people they're gonna have to start being paid minimum rate minimum minimum wage right yeah, because so then, then would that be like an inflation? Be, like they can't be paid under the table in so theory. That, so they're going to be back. They're going to be paying taxes. Um, yeah, I mean, they're they're given like. Will that cause like inflation? Will that? I mean, I don't know economics. That's what I'm asking. No, it, it, what it will happen is um, if you can't keep hiring, let's say you pay them $4 an hour each, you'd have to pick one at that point. And then you're going to add to unemployment, uh, healthcare, um, insurance becomes an issue. Insurance becomes an issue. Actually illegal immigration really hurts the healthcare, uh, healthcare industry right now because, uh, our doctors have to treat whoever comes in there, regardless if they have insurance or not, that's the doctor's obligation. So it actually, the cost is passed to people who have health insurance. And that's why that adds to the healthcare issue in the United States. And that kind of goes back to, and that's why there is such a, I mean, part of the healthcare care issues, if you don't have healthcare, you go to the, like, you can go to the ER for a common cold because they can't turn you away, like he's saying. And so that's why healthcare has increased so much and because you're not allowing any out of pocket really anymore. Like your mom and dad, your mom and pa, um, doctor's offices are out of business because of essentially Obamacare. That's why there's so much merges. I don't, who are we talking to about this? I think we're talking to someone, but that's why there's so many merges of like the big hospitals um, because of having to do all the paperwork of health insurance. And that's why costs are rising because people without health insurance go to the ER just for basic needs, just like a simple cold. So if you don't have health insurance, this is has nothing to do with immigration, but I'm a tiny bit confused. So if you don't have health insurance and you go to the doctor, don't you still have to pay for that doctor's visit? Yeah, so what we're talking about is, okay, what the big strain on, you know, the whole conversation of why hospitals are pushing Medicaid expansion is because if you don't have health insurance, you don't go to a doctor for preventative care. You go straight to the ER where they have to treat you regardless if you have insurance or not. You can't just go to the doctor and because you typically can't pay out of pocket for a doctor's visit. You don't have insurance to cover the cost. So it's a lot of money. So you just go to the ER and they treat you for whether that's the common cold or whether that's a severe uh, medical condition that you're having. And those costs are just, they're not going to pay the cost because typically they can't afford to pay the hospital bill. So what that does is, you know, it goes against their credit. It, 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 it's the whole cycle of poverty that goes Okay, on. okay. Yeah, um, and yeah. the hospital has to eat the cost and that's why they push it on to, you know, typical people. So I just, you know, getting back on the immigration topic, this is how crazy Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer is, right? So Kate's Law, which was introduced by Ted Cruz, Ben Sass, and Marco Rubio, um, several in d- several different sessions was the current United States policy is, you know, you catch, uh, uh, you know, someone's arrested. Let's say they commit a crime. Um, that's an illegal immigrant. Um, they're actually deported back to their country. That's the current policy. 
So what happens is you catch them um, doing a crime, you arrest them, you take them back to their country, they're going to enter the United States back again. So what Kate's law was is this illegal immigrant came five times to the United States, but he fatally shot and killed a woman um, and her daughter. That's why it was named Kate's law. Her name was Kate. So this would amend the United States policy. So if you are deported from the United States and you re-enter and you commit a crime, you have to have a minimum of five years prison time. Currently, we don't keep them in the United States prison for overcrowding and other reasons. Well, Kate's laws would amend that. Kate's law would amend that to you have to serve time because we have to get criminals off the streets in the United States. And immigration policy doesn't reflect that. Now, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi prevented this from ever becoming law in the United States. How is that not common sense? And people are actually dying from this because these are violent criminals and and not all immigrants. Like I know a lot of people like to blame Trump and say he thinks all immigrants are illegal or are criminals and they're bringing drugs and all this. But some are some absolutely are like this Kate's law incident and Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi know if they agree to this law that they would hurt their caucuses and it's all political it's not about the safety of their Mm -hmm. own uh constituents or american citizens and the far left of the party has hijacked nancy pelosi's caucus and chuck schumer's caucus to prevent them from passing common sense laws like case law which most people if you did a poll on that i'd say 99 percent of people agree that people who come here illegally several times and kill people should absolutely go to jail because what's the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results and that's what current united states policy is well if you're an american and you kill someone you go to jail so why is it if you're an illegal you kill someone you're going back to your country a free man yeah that's crazy um so liberal lizzie we're talking about liberal lizzie she is hearing all this and she's like well i'm just so concerned because what about my friends that are here and they don't do anything to anybody and what can they like why can't they just go ahead and keep living here Well, the reason they're here illegally is because they didn't see a streamlined pathway to citizenship. So they thought the only way they could come to the United States was illegally. So that's where we have to hold our elected officials accountable and fix our actually fix our immigration process in the United States, which both parties are guilty of. But Democrats are absolutely way more guilty of this than Republicans are. Um, They could do something about it today. I'm sure they would have the Republican votes in a 50-50 U.S. Senate. And with only five vote majority in the House, they would absolutely – this could be landmark bipartisan legislation to streamline the immigration policy that would bring both parties together rather than the divide that's going on in Congress now. And do you think it's just because um, it would – they wouldn't have their talking point anymore? That they haven't done it, or do you think they just aren't? Yeah, they see this as. And I'll say both sides. It's like Trump, right? Both sides like Trump because they can raise money on it and have political, Mm. um, political, um, uh, I guess, action. They can send out emails saying Republicans want to stop liberal Lizzie's friend from being a United States citizen. Donate five dollars today to stand up for your neighbor who wants to become an American citizen. And then Republicans say Democrats are crazy. They don't want to. They don't want law and order in the united states donate ten dollars to support law and order that's what it's all about okay so that's what we need to fix in the united states system is let's actually have real solutions not political fundraising emails off the backs of the american citizens Mm. tell them so kind of going back so liberal is he's like 
well, why can't every person who wants to come into the U.S. Well, like they want the American dream. Why do I like I get to be here because I was born here. But why can't everyone who wants to come come? Well, we're a nation of laws and, you know, we need to know who's in our country and who's not in our country. If we just allow blanket, if we allow blanket uh, open borders and amnesty for everyone who comes in the United States, we'll never know who's in our country. And Mm -hmm. and then we're going to have the tragic story of Kate that her and her mom died from an illegal immigrant that came into the United States. And I think anyone who dies like because of politics like this is such a shame that because we could literally fix it today and they're choosing not to for politics. Yeah, I think um, that is the law and order, I guess, argument or the law and order idea, I think is something that is so important. But for whatever reason, people don't like to talk about it anymore. Like I feel like liberal Lizzie's feel uncomfortable when you say law and order but we need board like if we didn't have this an actual answer it's an actual solution to a problem that's why they don't want to talk about it and and i'll say this is you know democrats are coming to the table with the whole law and order thing because they tried the whole defund the police in the last election and democrats are yelling at house leadership and senate leadership saying we're not about this and you're going to stop talking about defunding the police because it's hurting us in our elections Joe Biden is the first presidential candidate to win the White House, lose house, lose seats in the House, and narrowly have a 50-50 Senate majority. Like that, that, that is just a testament to how unpopular Democrat policies are. And even in their caucus, they know about that. So, look, if they don't believe in law and order, I'm fine. Keep campaigning on that, Democrats, because Republicans are going to that that law and order. Supporting People the police and keeping and keep. Yeah, exactly. They want to know that they're safe. Safety and security is the number one polling issue in the United States. And it, logically, really quick, and logically speaking, we need a border or it's not a country. Like, I, that's another argument I don't understand. Like, if, if it was just open borders, we would just be a, a space. Like, I, that doesn't, I try to understand liberal Lizzie's when they talk to me about that, but we need borders without the borders we won't have a country without law and order we are just a bunch of weird people hanging out doing strange things talking into a microphone to nobody yeah exactly right yeah so i do want to highlight a little bit (laughs) on what some issues that uh joe biden's crisis when it comes to of leadership when it comes to the border um let's see i lost my so apparently he is refusing to recognize the crisis and is not planning to visit the border. When asked about the border, Kamala Harris insisted, I have not been briefed. Uh, DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas is gaslighting on the serious, seriousness of the issue. And Biden has not nominated heads for Border Patrol ICE or USCIS. And his administration is muzzling C- CBP officers. So that that's interesting. Yeah, and just a little bit at home. There's uh, been already a bill filed, and it's already passed committee in um, in the uh, North, Carolina North Carolina Senate, which would make think about this. Democrats are opposed right now to sheriffs and law enforcement working with ICE to hold people who come to our country accountable. Well, the thing is, when they they commit a crime, that's why. 
the sheriff's department has them like these people have committed a crime and it's law that they commit the illegal immigrant commits the crime the sheriff's department determines oh they're illegal immigrant this is ice territory now and are supposed to hold them yeah exactly so and democrats are opposed to that right now think about that um so let's just hypothetically say a kate's issue could happen in North Carolina, because Democrats are trying to fight against this bill. But I think it will pass. But I have no doubt that it will be vetoed by the governor here in North Carolina. That's why we need a, a better governor here in the next four years, in 2024. And why I think we need a supermajority so we can make Roy Cooper a lame duck in 2022 and uh, pass actual um, real policies to keep North Carolinians safe. Yeah. And what really concerns me or like that really concerns me what would be the argument for them not to work to like to me logically speaking if someone commits a crime they need to we'll use the crime of we'll go kind of crazy let's say someone raped someone um they need to be held accountable yeah absolutely so why would the police not work with ICE? I don't understand. Like, because what is this because it's not in the radical left. Um, they're worried about getting primaries because Alexandra Cortez has taken over the caucuses in both the House and the Senate. And here locally in North Carolina, where if they believe if they signed on to this law, which most of them behind closed doors actually agree with, believe it or not, they think it's common sense, but they would lose in the primary because activists on the left have taken control of any common sense legislation passing from the Democrat Party. And I think it's important to note, too, that sheriffs are elected in counties. So it is a political issue for them. And um, the big thing that happened in 2018 was a lot of Democrat sheriffs were elected in Wake County, Mecklenburg, um, Guilford. And if they actually do their job and comply with ICE, they would get primaried out. They are the sheriff, unfortunately, is a politician. Yeah, the sheriffs are politicians here in North Carolina and across the country. But I guess kind of and taking this since we're on the non-common sense theme of the Democrats and look, uh, Ted Cruz from the Senate floor just talked about this the other day while the stimulus checks were going through the uh, legislature and the COVID relief bill was up. Stimulus checks are going out to illegal immigrants in the United States. And what does that mean? That means businesses that are struggling aren't getting the relief. And the media actually called Ted Cruz out. Um, Dick Durbin um, called Ted Cruz out, said he was a liar. Fact checks, the media said, well, we're going to side with Dick Durbin because Ted Cruz, we hate him. Um, They've actually apologized to Ted Cruz. The media apologized to Ted Cruz and said, you know what? You're actually right. These stimulus checks are going to illegal immigrants. And what I think is they should be going to the business owners through PPP relief and helping provide real relief to businesses that the Democrats mostly shut down themselves. If you look at the Democrat-controlled legislature governors or the legislatures across the country, they've shut the businesses down. Now they're handing money to illegal immigrants instead of getting it to where it needs to be. And it's also going to... Uh, you know, a train in Nancy Pelosi's district and all kinds of bridges in Chuck Schumer's district. That's what's wrong with the Democrat Party is they're not for actually providing relief. They're for talking points and pork. And now we have pork back in the legislation um, in D.C. and across the country. It's a shame. It really is. Um, I'm just thinking. It's- I guess my last question, and we'll wrap this up unless you have something kind of putting my liberal Lizzie hat back on. 
What do you say to people? Because a lot of the liberals are against ICE. They're fighting against ICE. They're against ICE raids. Um, how do we as a Republican Party have a positive talking point when it comes to ICE raids? Yeah. Oh, good. Good. Um, I just point to Kate's story again. I know I've been mentioning this over and over again, but it could be your family next time that's impacted by a violent criminal who's come back to the United States after committing violent crimes. ICE is doing their job by ensuring that the safety of the American citizens are first and foremost. And I would never want your daughter to lose her life or her dream because um, someone's here illegally and they continue to commit crimes in the United States. Well, I guess what I mean is like the ICE raids for illegals that are here. Um, but just randomly. Bad. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a ra- also well, really quick, like just like the random, I'm thinking about TV show um, that I was watching the Fosters. They all of a sudden ice just came to the school randomly and people were like running around screaming. I just had this thought though. Does that actually happen is, or is that just like a propaganda type thing? How often does that happen? Yeah. I mean, typically when ice gets involved, it's typically they have suspicions of, you know, people committing kind of crime, some sort of crime for them to get their tip from local law enforcement. That's typically where it comes from. Now I will say this, it goes back to my original point of, if both parties finally streamline the process and, you know, immigration is easier and more accessible for folks who want to come to the United States and we have a better screening method, then this will be null and void, these conversations, because we'll have a better – the people who are law-abiding citizens when they come here illegally, they would absolutely, if we had a better process, in my opinion, go through that process. It's they just have no hope in their mind of going through the process and actually, you know, having a better life in America because our immigration process is broken right now. I guess it goes back, like, there's a TV show on Freeform right now. It's called Party of Five. And the whole premise is these five kids that were all born in the U.S., um, their parents get deported. They they own, like, a Mexican restaurant. Um, and... They're just living their life, everyday citizens, and then all of a sudden there's a tip that ICE gets that they're, and they haven't done anything illegally other than being in the country, that there's a tip that ICE gets that they're here illegally, and then the mom and dad get deported. How do we talk about that? Like how? I mean, that's what the liberal Lizzie's, that's what's in their mind right now, is that it's just everyday non-citizens living their life in the country not bothering anyone how do we talk about that with the ice raids and if and like I said look I don't think that's actually what the ice raids are I mean we don't know like it's never happened to us but how do we talk about that when the image is in the liberals mind that so-and-so is at so-and-so is at school and they don't know if their parents are gonna be home when they get home from school yeah. Yeah, I mean, but that that goes back to the point that we need to fix our immigration system so it's more accessible for people to come here legally. That's the issue. It's easier to come here illegally, far easier to come here illegally than to come here legally. And that's the problem. That's what I think we have to fix. And that's what people on both sides campaign on when they run for Congress, but they just never do it. So let's fix that issue. And that and if we say it like that, if we go to liberal Lizzie and say, look, we actually want to streamline it and actually get it done. It was the biggest thing when I ran for the Senate um, the last uh, election cycle. Results, not rhetoric. Stop talking about things and actually get them done. 
that that's what it boils down to. And I think you'll win a lot of people over if you actually get it done here in the United States and it'll open a lot of people's eyes to that'll solve a lot of these issues. And I think it'll improve the perception of ice so they can continue to focus on the, those who are here illegally and committing violent crimes. Yeah. Cause I also think ice just gets a bad name. I know I'm uh, follow someone who's incredibly liberal and just today he shared something about we need to abolish ice. And I didn't get a chance to click on like what recently happened, but I saw that and I was just kind of like, they have a, like they're protecting us and they just get a bad name. So I think it, it does have to do a little bit with the propaganda. Um, I guess yeah. one more question. How do we talk to someone that says we need to abolish ICE? If we abolish ICE, there's no mechanism federally for us to have law and order. ICE Ooh, is there. Good answer. ICE, ICE is there. They are like the immigrate. They are literally the immigration police that ensures that those who are committing violent acts ha- are held accountable. And that's where Kate's law needs to pass. So once they uh, capture those who are committing violent crimes and killing United States citizens or committing any form of violent crime, um, they can actually be held accountable in the United States. If you're getting rid of ICE, are you getting rid of like essentially the immigration department? Is that what it is, or is that two separate departments? Uh, they're they're the law. They're the enforcement mechanism of the immigration department. All right, that's all I have now. That's all I have. This was really informative, and yes, I love thank the you, Republican nerd. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks guys for having me. We really appreciate when the Republican nerd comes on. All right. Um, thanks everyone so much for listening. I hope you guys learned something um, and you're able to talk to your liberal Lizzie friends and have really good, meaningful conversations. Um, this series is really, it was birth. It was Victoria's idea. Technically it was birth when we were thinking about like, we should be talking about topics. Well, Yolanda Robinson brought it up. Yeah. We should be talking about these topics because sometimes people just don't know. Sometimes, um, there's a miscommunication because mm-hmm. I mean, even with this topic, I know there's a lot of people who think that we think a certain way, but we really don't. So I just really hope this was really informative for you guys. Please, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to message us. Um, or Sebastian, he'll or Sebastian will have his Instagram and all his information. Mm-hmm. And make sure you refer to him as the Republican nerd as well yeah we just found out he thought we were kidding when we called him the republican nerd the first time (laughs) and honestly it makes me want to only refer to him as the republican nerd now personally but me too (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so thanks everybody for listening sign up for our summit you're gonna love it yep all right guys we will talk to you i guess technically because this goes out Friday. We'll talk to you tomorrow on our weekly recap. My God, there's been a lot going on this week. So much going on this week. So we'll talk to you guys then. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram at Those Other Girls Podcast and on Twitter at TOG underscore podcast. Those Other Girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.